what was day one at the Emergencies Act inquiry like? I think we're way early in to judge winners and losers. But let's talk to Sharon Carr, who's a political strategist, and get a sense what she felt was day day one uh, showed us. And whether or not that this is going to grab Canadians' attention for day after day after day, or whether we're going to get a little bit bored by the process of it. This isn't a trial. There won't be winners and losers at the end of this. Political capital may be gained or lost. I'd say that's true, given how politicized the whole conversation about it is. It's remarkably frustrating to me how politicized it is. So let's have that conversation now on Toronto Today. Um, what did you did you read anything into yesterday, both in terms of how engaged the public is going to be by these hearings and exactly whether or not this is going to be an incredibly lengthy? Pro- I just wonder how attentive will be for days on end, uh, given this is we're supposed to hear from 60, 70 people before all this is done. Yeah. Well, you know, this, this whole committee or review, I would say. It's pretty emotional for people who live in Ottawa. Like, I've been mm. for five years, and I'm trying to just imagine what it would be like living there, listening to horns being honked, listening to profanities being thrown your way, and just kind of being disrupted. And from everyone that I have spoken to, this was, like, detrimental to their lives, absolutely detrimental. Mm. So I think that the views of people in Ottawa, for the most part, are going to remain the same. I think it's the people who I would say were supportive of the convoy or, in this case, even the opposition parties who showed up to them that are going to have a bit of a different view. It's going to be highly politicized. We we heard yesterday at the um, in the testimonies that, like, some of the police forces are saying that we didn't need this to do anything. Okay, well, why did anyone not do anything then? Like, it's easy to say you didn't need the Emergencies Act for there to be action, but then why did nobody, not a single level of jurisdiction could move a bunch of guys who literally were either waving Nazi flags, sitting in hot tubs, or like literally roasting things on a spit outside the Prime Minister's office. Yeah, it just felt like an utter paralysis of leadership at the municipal, provincial, federal levels. It felt like an utter paralysis of of law enforcement. I know there were law enforcement officers sent up from Toronto, from Durham region to help. And when they got there, they're like, you, I, I heard from a couple of them. Uh, they won't go on record, obviously, but they'd say, you got to be kidding me. Like this is, this is nothing. And surely Ottawa has the infrastructure and, and the leadership and, and the wherewithal to have taken care of this. Why are we even here? Yeah, we're, we're a G7 country. Like it, it was, we were a national, we were an international embarrassment during this convoy. Mm-hmm. And like, listen, I know people who showed up there, People were mad at mandates. People were frustrated with with everything to do with COVID. But we're not isolated in this. The entire world went through COVID. And at what point did we lose caring about thy neighbor in this case? Like it just it's the fact that people needed to occupy streets and border crossings, and we there was nefarious characters there. Like this is so un-Canadian, and it's actually quite disturbing that people went this far. Like I get it, you didn't like mandates, but like grow up. Yeah, I, I wonder if, if we look and, and say as well um, that this was something that a lot of people were, were pointing fingers and it, it just it strikes me as something we've learned in the last two years is people have a real struggle admitting when they don't get something right. And that that's not just about our you know response to, to COVID-19, but transparency just feels at an all time low. It's not, hey, I wish I'd been more awake in the last few days, but now I'm going to do something. But if they were asleep for the first three days of the convoy, they wanted to sort of hide out and, and not acknowledge that they were asleep. And that just it, it just kept kept continuing in perpetuity to me. Yeah, we definitely saw that. And you know what? It was kind of frustrating to see that. So 
so in that area in Ottawa specifically, you've got you've got the Ottawa Police, you've got the OPP, you've got the RCMP, you've got protective policing that manages like the area around the actual hill. And there's like different levels of jurisdiction. You've even got like the forces that have some aspect of presence there just because it's the capital and the prime minister is there. Like the fact that no one could do anything. And quite frankly, the number of stories that I've heard from people or I've read online where law enforcement was actually sympathetic towards some of these people who were there and just kind of turning a blind eye is it's sad. Like it's a sad state that we can't even enforce a bunch of folks who are like blasting speakers in cars. Like it just, mm. to me, it, it just seems like an utter failure on every level. And yeah, sure. We use the emergencies act. Like this is an act that's never been used. The fact that we had to use an act to move these like disgruntled individuals who were in many cases were being belligerent. Like it's, Something is wrong with our world right now. Sharon Carr is our guest on uh, on 640 Toronto and on Toronto Today. Does it come down as simple uh, for you? Because this isn't a trial. There isn't going to be a quote-unquote verdict at the end of this. But does does the biggest question you want answered is, did the Ottawa police say, we need you to do this? Did, low, did, did provincial police say, hey, federal government, we need you to do this? And if they didn't, there's obviously great dispute, and there's a lot of fingers pointed at Marco Mendicino, um, the Minister of Public Safety, from people saying that, that there's no evidence. There's no evidence right now that police asked for 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 so much of a uh, for for I guess what we some describe as an overreach in terms of federal involvement. Well, we like I read a couple pieces this morning where it says that the, the police basically said we didn't need this. Mm-hmm. But again, my question is why didn't anyone not do anything? And I know that the minister is going to face a lot of heat here. But let's just remember if cabinet simply said we are going to use this act because this needs to stop, even though it could be considered an overreach. They can just come out and say this was a cabinet decision. It doesn't need to necessarily be that we we relied on intel or someone asked for it. Like, they can own it and say that we made this decision because it was disruptive. It was an embarrassment to our country. Like, we needed to stop it. But I think the issue here is that people feel misled as to why the act was used. By saying the police wanted it and the police saying no, they didn't want it, it just becomes into this, like, messy, like, who's, why did we do this situation? So I personally don't, like... I think they needed to use it because no one was willing to do anything. They should have had to use it, but they needed to. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I remember watching it. I feel like it was on um, a, a Monday that the the federal government said we're going to do this on Valentine's Day. They debated and it was on CBC bumped their normal programming, like not CBC uh, uh, News Network, but CBC bumped their normal program. And I remember watching Jugmeet Singh uh, speak. And he was furious. And and he made the point you just did. It should never have come to this. It should never get to the point where you need to use the Emergencies Act. And, and there were obviously liberal backbenchers and a good chunk of the NDP that said, we'll give you your vote, but we are really ticked off it got to this point. Yeah, and I, like, I think it's fair. Like, again, this is an extraordinary act. Like Literally, this is something that maybe you use in wartime or whatever, like whatever the case may be in like extreme scenarios. Like, but like we're again, we're a G seven country, and we were so inept that we couldn't move a bunch of folks. Who literally, were being belligerent. We had to use an act for that that forced police forces to do something. So it's like I'm I'm in this place that I get why we did it because we needed to stop it. But like, good God, why do we have to get there? Do you think if the prime minister could uh, in if we injected true serum into the prime minister and said, would you have done anything differently? I remember I remember the Wednesday speech. I remember him standing in front of the cameras and saying, you know, and, and people have made a big deal about about the comments. 
I do think a little gasoline was poured on the fire. And anybody who thought they were leaving Sunday at four o'clock saying, well, let's wrap it up. I guess we made our point. Nobody logical thought that this was a two day protest. Do you think Justin Trudeau would do anything differently in his most honest moment? I think everyone can be thinking of it differently. I think that at that moment in time, his response was, um, I would say, hard because of what we were seeing the first couple of days. Like, let's be clear, we were seeing, we were seeing Nazi signs being hung around. We were seeing like people had like some pretty nasty and pretty harsh things. So I can understand why he was hard, but I do think that as a prime minister um, or any leader, when you come out and you further, I would say marginalize them by basically making them feel like they're not as good as they are it gets them worked up like why would you leave if someone said you're crazy you're gonna stay like it's like i'm gonna stand my ground so but again i i understand why because like we saw we saw everything that was on display and it was racism it was anti-semitism it was like also let's just remember the people who showed up to this to this like who were the leaders behind this were pretty misguided. They came to Ottawa trying to remove the Prime Minister from Ottawa. Oh, like, crazy town. Like, that's not how that's not how a country works. You don't get to just, like, show up and give the GG a document and say, hey, boot this guy out. Like, so, like, I yeah. get it. Like, I'm dealing with, where they were not dealing with a group of people who were acting, I would say, mm. it was a bit unhinged for the most part. Like, this was insane on a good, at a good moment. Sharon, thanks so much for the uh, time today. I hope we get to chat again and, and have a great weekend. I appreciate your insight and co- you coming on for our audience. You betcha. 